0: Um, I was gonna What's like a Halloween song? This
1: is Halloween We can do
0: that one Da is Halloween d- What's that Yes What's that from? The da, Haunted Mansion da, 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 da. Haunted Mansion mm-hmm.
1: That's a good one too Should we do it? Oh. Yeah Or should we just Keep hello everyone welcome <laughs> to your halloween bonus episode happy music. Halloween. hi everyone um, happy, happy halloween it's happy halloween. halloween we made it um it's it's it's
0: everyone's favorite spooky day Spooky day. Hopefully you guys are trick-or-treating with your loved ones or getting lit. Do you have <laughs> do a you party? Have getting lit. <laughs> do you <laughs> have on any
1: Halloween plans, Taryn, on Halloween?
0: Um, no. I haven't even really, like, purchased a costume because I'm like, if I'm not doing anything. Right. Yeah. I have a costume box at my house, so, like, if I need to put something together, I will.
1: Yeah, I will say with all of the... Ho- October series promos that we've made I have plenty of costumes mm-hmm. so I don't have plans either um my neighborhood always does a really great job actually the neighborhood over does a really great job of there's always trick-or-treaters and lights mm-hmm. and stuff so I'm probably gonna just
0: walk around there yeah well my parents How I took you in here right yes it's same thing So it's epic. so fun like it's so epic. It's like literally walking through like you think you're at Disneyland or something. Yeah. Um. So I'll probably do that like with my niece and nephew. But yeah. I'm speaking just of to make like a hot beverage and, yeah. and walk down the street. Um, you know Shelley, our family friend. Yes. She was like, "Oh, I can't wait for October series to be over" because she hasn't been listening because mm-hmm. she said it's too scary. Yeah, I get it. And then she goes, "I've been loving your promos though." She's like, "the the dancing poop one was so funny." <laughs>
1: Do you hear? Oh, no. I was like. I knew this was going to happen. It. That was the issue with this specific <laughs> Oogie Boogie costume was it was a little blobby instead of like bag sacky.
0: Bag sack. That just you know, sounds like you're wrong. Right. But like, no, like yeah, Like potato sack. Like I, that's what it's supposed to look I like. But did I not, when we watched it back, did I not say we look like, we look like dancing yeah, turds? Yeah. Yeah. And you're, you're right. I was literally dead. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we could always just put those on and walk around the neighborhood. True. I'm sure the kids would love it love if it. I just walk. It'd be fun to, like,
1: because they're inflatable, it'd be fun to stick, like, a glow light or something yeah, inside so, like, epic. your whole body glows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be sick. You never know. If I'm bored. You never know. If I'm bored. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll give it a go. Love that. Love Everyone's that. Everyone's like, is that a hooky-pucky
0: walking down the street? <laughs> or the poop emoji? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't tell. <laughs> um, anyways... It's, it's Halloween, mm-hmm. and every year we give you just a bonus episode, which, yep. I mean, if you – okay, can we just think about this? Yes. If, if you're a Supercast member, last week you got Monday, Thursday, now Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. That's like four – scary episodes yeah. within like basically a week. Yeah. That's, that's a epic. lot of
1: scary stories. We're very excited for you guys. Yeah. Um, also, if you didn't know, we have a subscription service through Supercast where you can get bonus episodes every Thursday. If you can't get enough of Taryn and I, definitely be sure to subscribe. Um, we've been having so much fun over there. And yeah. I um, I feel like all of our stories that we shared on Supercast were really scary.
0: Yeah. You know what I am though? Because I feel like we had just started Supercast right before October series. Yes. And um, I am excited to get back to – because I feel like our Supercast episodes are so, like, intimate. And then Mm -hmm. we did, like, the AMA, which is Ask Me Anything. Uh So I'm excited to get back into, like, that content, too. We
1: had so many, like, exciting plans for Supercast. And obviously, October series took over. So excited to get back to our solo episodes and our AMAs and just more, like – like personal yeah. content for you guys on there. So if you haven't checked it out yet, definitely check it out. Zero
0: pressure, but would mean I'm, the world to us. I'm ready to get back to crying because of my emotions <laughs> and my problems in my life Not instead of crying of. because I'm scared. Yeah. That's where I Genuinely would like Genuinely terrified. This has been Genuinely. a really rough year with October series. So happy to wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> happy to wrap it up. With that being said, we're just gonna jump in and give you your two bonus your Halloween two bonus stories. So, congrats, you freaking-lations. Congratulations. Congrats, freakin'lations! All right, uh, should we, in Supercast fashion, mm-hmm. rock paper scissors? It's not Supercast. No, I know, but that's what we do for Supercast. Oh, because usually Got whoever it. does the tearing it up goes right. first. But since we're not doing a scaring it up, yes, you know what I mean. Ready? Okay, ready? Rock, rock paper, paper scissors, scissors shoot. Rock, rock paper scissors rock, paper, shoot. shoot.
1: Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot.
0: Yeah. She got me. I won. Okay. All right. Taryn gets to go first. Honestly, ready for this title? The okay. title enough. If someone just said this title to me, I'd be like, okay, I'm scared. Yeah. Like, I'm already scared. I'm good. I'm My done. imagination just Can't ran up there. I Can't handle this. Okay. This story is titled, The Faceless Man Keeps Hunting Me. Nope.
1: I believe no.
0: she could have meant haunting me, but hunting me? Either one. <gasps> Terrifying. Either one. Hunting? No, thank you. No? Okay. No,
1: thank you. All right.
0: Hey, Ashley and Taryn. Hi. I'm Cece, and yes, you can say my name. First off, I'm a huge fan of the podcast for about a year now. Even though I'm in a perfect five-year relationship with my boyfriend, I still love tuning in every Monday to listen to you two give advice to all the other ladies out there. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. We don't really give like happy relationship advice. We're like, leave him. Yeah. Kill him. (laughs) Uh, Good times. Okay. Um, But enough about me rambling. Let's dive into my spooky story. I'm sorry in advance if this gives you a good scare, but it's a tale I've been itching to share on the podcast. If this makes it to the October series, you might hear me screaming with excitement. I love that. I was born on October 14th, 1998. So simply by the month of my birth year, I've always been attracted to and extremely interested in Halloween ghosts and paranormal activity. Dressing up as a witch every single year at my birthday parties and eagerly anticipating the arrival of the best month of the year have been cherished traditions. I must emphasize that I'm a Catholic, and while I'm drawn to the paranormal, it's not something I actively seek to experience. It all began when I was around five or six years old. I'm the only girl among three brothers, one older and two younger. One day, my little brother and I fell asleep on the couch while watching a movie. He was about four years old at this time. The sofa we were on formed an L shape. So to provide some context, I was on one side and he was on the other, but our feet met in the middle. Okay. The living room was just a few feet from our parents' room and our house has an open layout allowing visibility from the living room to the kitchen, patio, and the rest of the house. Okay. I'm not sure what woke me up that night, but I had an eerie feeling that something was staring at me. That's when I awoke and saw a faceless man, more like a silhouette on the other side of the couch where my brother was sleeping. Initially, I thought I was dreaming, But this figure remained motionless and I sensed someone was standing right there. In my young mind struggling to comprehend the reality of what I was seeing, I considered the possibility that my brother was sleepwalking. I reached over my body to check if he was still asleep on the couch only to find that he indeed was still asleep. And the figure next to him remained stationary, just staring. Oh my God, <laughs> I hate it. Frozen in fear, I began to pray fervently, hoping for the presence to disappear. The next morning, I kept my experience to myself, fearing that speaking about it might make it even more real. Mm. That was my first encounter with the faceless man. Mm. Uh. Several years passed without any sign of the faceless man until high school when it began to reappear night after night, consistently at 3 a.m. Oh my
1: god, what is it about 3 in the morning?
0: (laughs) Oh Oh my god. Okay. I realize this may sound like something out of a horror movie. Uh, yeah. (laughs) like witching hour. Yeah. And I sincerely wish it were a joke. However, it happened every night, leaving me with no explanation. Each night I would wake up at the same time, glance towards my bedroom door, and there it would be. As always, I resorted to praying and eventually drifting back to sleep. I eventually moved out of my parents' house to attend university where I met my current boyfriend. At this point, I had never disclosed my encounters with the faceless man to anyone. One summer, I invited my boyfriend to stay over at my parents' house, and he slept in my shared brother's bedroom. It was a spacious bedroom with two beds, and that summer, he was the only one using it since my brothers were away. On his first night there, we had dinner, said goodnight, and retired to our respective rooms. That very night, the faceless man made another appearance in my room, silently staring. It was as if it was waiting for some kind of permission to enter or approach me.
1: I need a second. Like it couldn't cross the threshold? I need a second.
0: Okay. What does that mean? I don't. Of course, I never intended to open that door. That's the first rule in every paranormal movie. Never engage with entities. Never. The next morning, we got up and prepared for the day. My boyfriend didn't mention anything about the previous night, but a few months later, back at my university rental house, I mustered up the courage to reveal my hidden experiences to him. I told him about the faceless man and a few other chilling stories from my past. However, I'll save those for another October series story. Ooh, even better. <laughs> yeah. To my shock, he looked me in the eye and confessed, I saw him too. <gasps> I couldn't believe it. On the first night, he stayed over at my parents' house during the summer. He also encountered the faceless, tall figure standing outside his bedroom door. It didn't move, didn't utter a word, just stared. He was so frightened by what he had witnessed that he chose not to share it with anyone for fear of seeming crazy. He had just confirmed that the thing I had been seeing since childhood was indeed real. Your eyes are watery. I mean, (laughs) oh Oh my God. Okay. To this day, I continue to see the faceless man every time I visit my parents' house. It has been blessed multiple times, but the faceless man refuses to disappear. Whenever I wake up at 3 a.m. now, I don't look at my phone to avoid getting, wait, what? Phone. Phone, (laughs) wait, what is it? Whenever I wake up at 3 a.m. now, I don't look at my phone to avoid getting scared. Instead, I try to fall back asleep, pray, and I definitely don't peek at my door because I know he will be standing there, as always, faceless, emotionless, just staring, seemingly awaiting permission to enter. Oh, you shouldn't you can't you don't just reside to that just being your
1: normal life uh. well she still hasn't told her parents why she, tell your parents to.
0: let's okay let's or maybe sit, let's, she has because it said the house has been blessed
1: i i feel like we need to bless it some more i feel like we need to get our parents involved i feel like we need to move
0: I agree. I feel, I feel like, like we I need to do, like do a need deep need to, internet dive yeah, as I, I, to who lived there.
1: Find out about your house, tell your parents how serious this is. You're not sleeping, you're you're being haunted. And I feel like if you tell them how serious it is, then they'll understand that they need to move. Or yeah. you need to leave the house, like go live somewhere else. Yeah. I'm curious if you move, I'm curious if you move if he follows. Maybe, if okay, he doesn't, what if, what if you could have a beautiful life where you could actually sleep and he's not there? What if it's what if it's not sinister? What if he's like watching over you? A dark guardian angel? Uh, yeah. A faceless, yeah. dark guardian angel? I don't believe it.
0: I think he is an angel who washed his whites with a black sock. <laughs> <laughs> and he's Rolled just watching you. He doesn't approach. He just, he's watching you. No. It doesn't sound much better, does it? It doesn't sound much better at all. I'm going to finish out her email. It says, I apologize if this story is too frightening for some of you. That it is. Um, For those of you who made it to the end, I want to express my love and gratitude, and I can't wait to share more October series stories with you. Attached is a picture of me, my boyfriend, and my new addition to protect me from the faceless man. Her name is Loretta. Loretta, look at definitely get three more Loretta's. Isn't she Positioned cute? Position them all around the house.
1: She's so cute.
0: No, you know what's going to be interesting is if Loretta senses him. Yeah. Because dogs sense it.
1: Dogs do. Se- Guys, this is the kind of story that I can't shake in the middle of the no, night. No, this this is your nightmare. I'm my door is going to be locked. I have to sleep with the light on now. Crap. And I'll be yeah. listening to worship music when yeah. I go
0: to bed. Yeah. Dear. God. It's okay. Disney. Disney magic, tomorrow. Magic.
1: Magic.
0: Magic. We got this, Ash. <sighs> okay. Are you guys ready for the last one of the season? I wish you guys could. Like, if you're watching YouTube, you see. um, My energy is just dwindling. Not, she's not well. No. Like, there's. She's she's kind of just like the my, life has the drained. Light in my candle is flickering. She's I'm done. coming to an end. Do you want me to read your story and you want to step out? No. I, gotta, I gotta see it You there. know what? I started rough this season and you're ending rough this yeah, season. Yeah, this is tough. Yeah. This has been tough. Okay. I've, chose to, I've just chosen to like disengage. Like nothing's yeah. real. This isn't real. Can't touch me if this it's not is real. This all movie. Yeah. Y'all are lying to us. Yep. That's yep. what I believe. Yep.
1: They just want to get on the pod. Uh. Our final story for October series is titled, You Better Run.
0: Oh, gosh. Is this an AP so, or a DP?
1: <laughs> buckle up, folks. Uh, I don't want to say. Okay. Um, She writes, hello, ladies. My name is, I might be saying this wrong. She didn't give me phonetically how to say it, but I think it's Acacia. It sounds right. A-C-A-C-I-A. It might be Acacia. Okay, Acacia or Acacia. It's my Siri thinks I'm talking to it.
0: Which you're not. (laughs) Every time I say your name, that says, "Hey Siri." I know that's so weird.
1: Haunted. Um, Okay, so that's their name, (laughs) (laughs) and she writes, and oh boy, do I have a spooky tale to tell! Before I began, I wanted to say how much I love your podcast. It has given me wonderful insight into many different situations. Your joy is contagious. Keep shining bright. Disclaimer: This story is not mine. It is something that happened to a family friend and a story that I beg her to tell me every Halloween. It is from her perspective. With that being said, let's get into it. Woof. The only thing about this stuff is it makes me burp. Yeah. (laughs) And I always have it here and then I have to like take deep breaths. Yeah. Okay. Whenever crisp autumn leaves flutter to the ground, I am reminded time and time again of what I experienced as a little girl. As an eight-year-old living and growing up in a quaint suburban neighborhood, I had never felt the bone-chilling, goosebump-crawling sense of fear that some people talk about. Our neighborhood was the sort of neighborhood you would see plastered on the back of a postcard or highlighted on TV or films. A neighborhood where I could skip to school in my Mary Janes without my mother having to worry if I made it there safely. I was an idyllic child, never caused trouble, never raised my voice, never a cause for concern. That was until one fateful autumn day when a new family arrived to our neighborhood. I watched as a rusted white moving truck sputtered to a halt in front of the ash-colored house down the street. Curious, I ran inside to call for my mother. She followed me, immediately pursing her lips. I followed her gaze to see a young girl around my age exiting the moving truck. Her matted jet black hair and dirty overalls did little to leave a good impression on my mother who immediately placed a hand on my shoulder and ushered me back inside. However, I continued observing the girl from our front window. I watched as who I assumed was her mother climbed out of the truck and led the girl towards their house. For it being a gloomy day in October, I found it odd that the mother was wearing sunglasses but didn't dwell on it too much. She's a vampire. Obviously. No. The dad was the last to exit. Even from the side of the window, his navy shirt could not conceal the large sweat stains forming under his arms and around his neck. He was a short, burly man clutching a pack of old Milwaukee beer. Dust settled quietly over our neighborhood that night, with no other activity from the new family down the street. The moving truck remained in place, no light shone through the windows of their house, and it honestly felt as if they had vanished. When my father walked through our front door later that evening, he enveloped me in a hug and a kiss on the forehead. He pecked my mother on the cheek and we made our way to the dining room for supper. As I cheerily chomped on my deep fried finger steaks, I noticed a strange look exchange between my mother and father. My mother cleared her throat and cocked her head to the side. My father, as if on cue, shifted in his seat and asked me to give him my undivided attention. I froze mid-chew, weary of the situation, but wiped my mouth clean and placed my hands on my lap. My father relayed to me the importance of taking pride in my obedience, of always following the rules and being the daughter that they loved so much. But he also relayed to me the importance of those who did not do the same as I, referring to the little girl down the street. What? For context, there had been rumors exchanged within my father's workplace earlier that day, most of which I came to know in great detail many years later. Hazel, the little girl down the street, was rumored to have had rather erratic behavior. She would yank her hair, wail until her throat was numb and refuse to speak to mostly everyone. At the time, however, all I was told was to stay far away from house number one two zero five and to deliberately avoid any interaction with that family, especially Hazel being the righteous daughter that I was, I obeyed. However, That did not stop me from peering out of our front window, hoping to catch a glimpse of Hazel and her family. It's like that whole, like you're told no, but you can't help but look. I would sit in a pool of colored pencils and crayons, sketchbooks and notebooks, watching the leaves glide through the autumn wind. On the chilliest day of the month, I walked home from school alone, as I often did. I tugged my duffel coat tighter around my body, trying to stop myself from shivering so much. I felt the tip of my nose become frigid by the second when from the corner of my eye, I spotted Hazel standing in her front yard. I froze dead in my tracks, unsure of what to do. Should I keep walking or should I say hi? I chose the ladder and raised my arm to wave, but remembering what my father's words were, I resisted and quickly looked down and sprinted home. As I reached for the door handle, I felt a tap on my shoulder. Suddenly, for the first time in my short eight years of life, I felt a sense of fear. I peeked over my shoulder to find a bony, pale-faced hazel staring at me with dark chestnut eyes.
0: She freaking X Games mode? She X Games mode
1: sprinted across the street, I guess. She was wearing the same dirty overalls that she had the first day she moved into the neighborhood, except this time she had a checkered flannel to go with it. My body was filled to the brim with terror as I tried calming the thudding in my chest. Hazel did not smile, nor did she move. She simply stared. The crisp fall air scent sent a chill down my spine. Come, she said, pointing to the house numbered 1205, her house, a.k.a. the Forbidden House. I gaped at her, unsure of what to do. Without a second thought, I threw open the door and ran inside, shutting it quickly behind me. I sank to the floor, breathing heavily. After a few seconds, I sprang to my feet and nervously peeked out the front window. I jerked backwards when I saw Hazel standing eerily still in our front yard, staring vacantly before her. I swiftly shut the blinds and bounded up the stairs to my room. My mother was out grocery shopping, so that meant that I was home alone. I bolted to my room and hid under the bed, my quivering breath kept time with the ticking of the clock. Suddenly, the faint squeak of the front door filled the silence, and my heart ceased. I had forgotten to lock the door.
0: Oh okay. I'm I'm very I'm I'm teetering right now Mm -hmm. between what if this just is a little girl who like maybe like has something like she's just socially like not all there like life. and and she's just wanting to play like maybe her outbursts are like something like whatever but then i'm also my other side is like is she like possessed yeah so i'm having a very hard time part of me feels bad for hazel right. and the other part of me is now terrified i would agree of her. i would say i'm in the same boat oh god okay continue
1: The light thud of feet climbing the stairs grew louder and louder until they reached the top step. A pair of muddy converse paused in the front of my bed. It was Hazel. Dear God. I clasped my hand over my mouth. In an eerie tone, she began humming to herself and pacing back and forth. I know you're down there, she sang. I did not dare take a breath. And without warning, Hazel dropped to her knees and shouted, boo. I let out the most deafening scream and scrambled from under the bed. She hunted after me, manically laughing as we ran. She was impossibly fast for an eight-year-old. Before reaching the staircase, two small hands pressed into my back, causing me to stumble forward and roll down the stairs. In retrospect, I should have died, but I suppose the universe had other plans. I awoke to tears spilling onto my face, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Hazel whispered as she buried her face in her hands. I massaged my temple and wiped my face with the back of my sleeve. Not a single bruise or a broken bone in my body. Hazel gaped in horror. She pleaded for me to keep the incident a secret. It occurred so quickly that my eight-year-old self did not comprehend what had just taken place. I did not understand the severity of the situation. And perhaps in an attempt to scrap the harrowing occurrence, I kept it a secret. I became friends with Hazel. Mental, I know, but I wanted to forget. However, the most frightening attack did not emanate from Hazel. As October dwindled and November was in full bloom, a kaleidoscopic blanket of leaves clothed the ground. One night, I asked my mother to allow me to attend a slumber party in the neighborhood. She had no reason to hesitate. So I had thoroughly concealed the depravity of my attack. Sure, I had torturous dreams, but not torturous enough to concern my mother and my father. I squeezed my salmon lace PJs into the my backpack, grabbed my sleeping bag, hugged my mother goodbye, and walked out the door. Except I wasn't headed to the slumber party. I was headed to the house numbered 1205. And my breath quivered with every step. Why? What is I happening? I don't understand why she's going there. It was already so scary. Like, I would never again, step foot in her house. Again,
0: I'm on this line where I'm like, that sounded to me like a little girl who doesn't know how to play Yeah, and like got really aggressive. excited. Like her playing hide and seek, like she doesn't Maybe know that she's scared. Aggressive. But then, and her being friends with her, I'm like, okay. But the going to the house, the part that I'm confused about is she's scared going to the house. Yeah. So why is she why going you to going? the house? You
1: clearly don't want to go. Hazel stood in her front window wearing tattered dinosaur pajamas. Her attempt at a smile left me unsettled, but I quickly shrugged it off. I was not in a position to make her upset. She frantically opened the door and yanked me inside. She jumped up and down, her cheeks flushed from excitement. You're here, she exclaimed. I flashed her a tight smile. My unease almost blinded me to the state of her home. Crushed beer cans littered the floor, liquid trickling and staining the rotting wood. A discolored sofa sat in the middle of the living room with smashed picture frames scattered around it. Fist-sized holes sprinkled the bare walls. My unease formed into panic, but before I could think of dashing out the door, Hazel clasped my wrist and led me up the stairs. Her parents quarreling in the kitchen followed us up the stairs. Hazel guided me to her room and shut the door. She invited me to sit on the filthy carpet. I obliged and set my sleeping bag and backpack beside me. The room was ice cold. Hazel watched, seated eerily still. I gulped, uncertain of what to do next. She likes you, she whispered. My eyes grew wide. Without warning, the tiny hairs on the nape of my neck shot upwards, and an arctic breeze brushed steadily past me. Something was in the room. A crazed smile crept across, across Hazel's face. She wants to play with you. A quiet giggle echoed throughout the room, and it wasn't Hazel's. I gasped and panted heavily. The bickering between Hazel's parents seeped into the walls. Plates shattered on the floor. Weeping ricocheted off the ceiling. Profanity intensified the situation. Meanwhile, Hazel curled into herself, digging her palms into her head, She started rocking back and forth and wailing. She wailed, make it stop, make it stop. Mm. The lights flashed violently in her room, the windows yanked open, and her wailing became deafening. I said, stop. She bellowed, causing the only mirror in the room to smash into thousands of different pieces. She heaved heavily, glaring at me with fire in her eyes. I toppled backwards, horrified at what I had witnessed. A tear ran down my face. Don't be scared, Hazel coaxed, we won't hurt you. She cocked her head to the side and slowly inched her way towards me and I fought for air, feeling my lungs collapse. Where are you going, she sang. As I battled my way to the door, I spotted a mahogany stain splotched peeking out from under her carpet and it looked like blood. All the more frantic to bolt out the door, of that house, I hurled my sleeping bag at Hazel and threw open the door. As I bounded down the stairs, her parents huddled close together, utterly and unquestionably, just as petrified of what had occurred. Nevertheless, I didn't even stop to ask them any questions. I simply raced out the front door and never looked back. Some say this is a fictional story. Others say that this is a spooky tale that I share with those dubious of the paranormal. I say you won't believe it until I share the facts. After that frightening encounter, I unlocked my secret and revealed everything to my mom and dad. They were disappointed in their righteous little girl, yet unsurprised by the details. I was expecting a grander response, one of the reprimands of lectures. Um, Instead, I received warm hugs and the truth of what I had experienced. Hazel had always been a troubled child her father formed a treacherous relationship with alcohol at a young age, causing him to display savage behavior. Her mother devoted herself to becoming a saving grace for Hazel's father. She wept constantly. Hazel was an afterthought for both of her parents. She was often left alone to grapple with her feelings, often inflicting violence on herself or others. Their new home added to the troubles. In 1948, an eight-year-old girl was brutally murdered inside that home. She was pushed down the stairs by her drunken father, and she fractured her neck. Her mother witnessed the event. He later dragged her body and left her to die inside her bedroom. I won't relay the exact details of how the little girl died inside her bedroom, but the father later did plead guilty to manslaughter. As I've tried to unpack the trauma that I endured... I've come to realize why Hazel was an easy target for a sinister spirit. They shared the same pain and grief of having an alcoholic parent. I don't believe Hazel was wicked. She just had an unlucky encounter with a diabolical entity. In a parallel universe, I believe we could have been friends. I'm sad to say I don't know what has become of Hazel after that fateful November day. Her family packed what little belongings they had into the same rusted moving truck and left our neighborhood. A few weeks later, a pleasant family with two little girls joined the neighborhood. We instantly became friends, and we were regularly invited to join them for family dinners. And it was difficult at first to step into the same house, where those memories were swirling around in my head of what happened there, but my newfound friendship eased those nightmares. Occasionally, in the midst of giggles and Barbie dolls, I would see the lights flicker or hear a chuckle on the other side of the bedroom, but remind myself that I would no longer be afraid of the
0: paranormal the end and that, on that note that was literally like a marathon to me it really and I'm was still trying to wrap I think I'm having a very hard time because I feel a lot of empathy for Hazel yes. and
1: well I feel like this is one of the first times we've had a story like this where it's like there are other things that might be uh adding to the situation other than just like a spirit or just a haunting
0: obviously a little girl who's been like abused and hurt in multiple like mental i'm sure emotional maybe Mm -hmm. physical um very unsafe environment like i hope cps got involved somewhere down the road in her life kind of
1: surprised no parents like if the parents knew about i know didn't
0: like report it well because
1: in earlier in the story it sounds like her dad and all of his co-workers were hearing rumors yeah. of stuff like this. And I'm like... If Hopefully my, someone reported yeah, it. Yeah. If my husband had come home and told me that he had heard rumors of, like, all this stuff happening with this little kid. I feel like the first thing... I w- Call me a nosy neighbor. But I feel like the first thing I would have done would be, like, call CPS and be like, have you heard about this family? Have you heard about this yeah. girl? Like, is there something we should do? Or is this...
0: And the ghost, if it is a little girl who was also abused... Like, it sounds like her encounters with Hazel were very positive. And when Hazel was screaming because the fighting was bad, it makes sense why the ghost went ham because yeah. that's her experience, too. Yeah. So, yeah, I have just so many questions, concerns. I hope Hazel's OK. I hope
1: Hazel's OK. <laughs> but too. also I'm
0: understanding why that was like traumatic yeah. to go through. I don't know. I'm, I don't. I'm, my brain is like mush right now because I was like going in like 50 directions during the whole
1: story yeah um sounds like a movie it really it really was a movie you should tell your friend I don't know that she would want this but yeah you could easily pitch that to to somebody and have it become a horror film oh I am so sorry I know this wasn't yours but I'm so sorry that your friend experienced that I'm so sorry for Hazel but Cheese. I don't even know that I could go back in the house, doesn't matter who lives there. I wouldn't I don't think I could go back in there.
0: No. Especially if you still see flickering lights and stuff. No. By Yeah.
1: Even just walking, even just having to live near it would freak me out.
0: Well, and on that note, Shh. I don't think I'll be listening. <laughs> happy freaking Halloween. To I any hope spooky this was things worth it. For a while. I hope y'all are happy. I'm not sure. I sleepy. hope this was worth it. Um I will do a couple dad jokes. Yeah, please. To end us. Let's wrap it up. Um, okay, why do skeletons have low self-esteem? I don't know. Because that they have know. no body Dang. to love. I, but I'm,
1: I was coming up with all these things and just nothing fit. Nothing worked.
0: Why are skeletons so calm?
1: Peace. Pieces. Something pieces
0: because nothing gets under their skin. Oh, damn it,
1: <laughs> guys!
0: Happy Halloween!
1: We hope you enjoyed Oof. this bonus episode. We hope that you have a happy and safe Halloween. Thank you for making it to the dad joke. Yes. Uh, well wishes tonight while you sleep. Yeah, and Please you send know us well wishes
0: too. Next week, we will get back to hopefully a cheating boyfriend. Yeah. Maybe a freaking family drama, disorder, <laughs> family drama, something that we can relate Some to, mental health stuff, maybe yeah. a friendship
1: breakup, like send us those things. Yeah. Back we're, to our regularly scheduled We're
0: ready issues. for more drama and stuff we in can that handle. Way. Um and, you know, I don't know what else to say. My mind is still trying to comprehend what I just heard, but we we move on. All good things. Ash, we're going to Disneyland.
1: We're going to Disneyland. It's all that matters. It's all magical. Yep. All right, guys. We love you the most. Have a safe and happy Halloween, and we'll talk to you
0: next week. Love bye. you. Bye.